Welcome to another episode of Rooted. You may hear my dog in the background. He's he's going through some things right now. But I uh, I honestly didn't plan on recording an episode right now. But I just got off the phone with my brother and him and I have such amazing conversations and open, honest, just really getting to the core about things that are in our lives that we're going through, maybe things that we are thinking about from childhood. I mean, it could be anything. We really, he really is my best friend and we really can talk about anything. And I am just feeling extra fired up because we had such great conversation that I have all this energy flowing through me that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pull my mic out. Let's just see what happens. I know last episode I was saying that I was freestyling on here and honestly I'm doing the same thing now. I think this might be a new thing for me so just let's just roll with it. Something that God really put on my heart was how are you playing small? This is something that I have been tackling ferociously since the new year began. I mean this is obviously something that has come up in my life before and I've definitely thought about it before and have made small changes towards it but there's a whole different energy that came in this new year of me attacking the limiting beliefs that I've had, the things I believed and convinced myself of that are not of me or that God placed in my design, but really what people have placed on me, what I have placed on me. I was telling my brother a couple examples of this and we were talking, I started going to Orange Theory. Um, it's a workout class. It's a type of workout class. I started going in August of 2021 and really have remained very consistent, which is still so shocking to me because I've never remained this consistent with any kind of workout program. But like I discussed in the last episode, I think I've really been uh, addicted to the feeling and the result from it. It's not about the weight loss or anything. It's just that I feel good. Mentally, I feel clear. It just feels good that my body is running like the machine that it should. So anyways, I, I was telling him how I very much tell people I am not a runner. Like I share that information without any kind of request. And so I had a girlfriend of mine, she's a runner and she's invited me running before and I have let her know, girl, I'll do a lot of things with you. Don't invite me to that though. Like that's just not my thing. We all have our thing, that's not mine. So she actually joined me at an Orange Theory class this past weekend and she actually couldn't keep up with me. Now, granted, this was her first class. However, when the running part came, she had even said, girl, like I am so shocked. I'm so proud of you. You killed it. And I mean, of course, loved her support and all of that, but we were talking about it afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, I think, um, I think I'm a runner. Like, I think I enjoy it. She's like, I think you are too. And so it's crazy because through just something as small as going to this Orange Theory class, I broke through that limiting belief that, oh no, I'm not a runner. That's not what I do. And when I had COVID and I wasn't working out and I couldn't do my workouts and all of that, I honestly kept thinking about, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to be on that treadmill sprinting. Like, Catherine, me, you could have never paid me enough to believe that I would ever be thinking these thoughts, but here I am in 2022 thinking them. As you start attacking and demolishing these limiting beliefs about yourself, no matter how small or how big, it really challenges you to start thinking, what else have I been convincing myself of? What other areas have I been playing small in because I convinced myself that I wasn't that or I was that. 
or I wasn't enough of this or I'm too much of this. Like you are hype now. Like what else can I attack? What else is next? Like I'm over here thinking maybe I'll sign up for a marathon. Like this was nothing I had ever considered, but it really just goes to show when you surrender your own thoughts and beliefs, what God will do when he takes it and runs with it. I made a TikTok video about how I had grown like a 30,000 following in like three months. That's a lot for me. I'm just somebody who started making random videos in my living room. And it really was a testament to what happens when you let God put his super on your natural. And the more you do it, the more motivating and encouraging it is to challenge other beliefs about yourself. Like it almost becomes like a game. Like what else can I do? What else have I not allowed myself to dream of? What else have I not allowed myself to even consider because I counted myself out already or hadn't even thought of it? That was another big thing that me and God had a conversation about because I feel like he was like, no, you're still not dreaming big enough, bigger. Like, do you know who I am? Like, do you know I am God almighty? Like I am bigger than the thoughts and dreams you even have for yourself. And that's, that's what you're choosing to dream of, bigger. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, like, okay, what else can we, what else can I put out here? But it really is me just having to really challenge myself to think even bigger than I'm familiar. With. And if it doesn't at least scare me a little bit, then I'm not thinking or dreaming big enough. I have been going through my coaching certification for the last couple of years, and I am now a certified life coach. I am so excited about it. I haven't officially launched it. I've taken clients privately that have been recommended by maybe friends or family or know me and have come to me. It's been a very small handful, but I'm getting ready to launch you know, the website and putting together courses and all of those things. And it's been so exciting, but of course a little scary. Like this is outside my comfort zone. This is a whole business that I'm trying to build. But I am so excited because I feel like I've almost been in hiding. Like God and I have been working on some things in the dark room and now we're ready to bring it to the light. And because he is God, I'm preparing myself for all of the accelerated growth that is about to happen with this business because that is the God that I serve. I've been praying for strength to prepare me for this next season. I know that I have been so serious about the, the daily routines in my life so that I am practicing self-discipline and self-control. I'm not sure if I actually mentioned it on my first episode, but I'll say it again. I actually gave up alcohol for all of 2022. And to be honest with you, I haven't wanted to share that out loud because I think in the back of my mind, I was scared that if I gave in, then I would have to like let people know like, oh no, I only went to March, like I didn't make it, or no, I quit after January. That's part of playing small, right? It's me not actually thinking that I will honor the goal that I set for myself. Me setting that goal was really letting God know I'm about my sh You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here for it. I know you're preparing me for this next season and I'm letting you know how serious I am about no longer playing small and how ready I am to step in to everything that you have for me. A lot of times what we're doing is just different forms of self-sabotage. That's how we stay small. 
And that is gonna look different for all of us. But for me, alcohol was really something where I used for a multitude of things. Um, numbing, sometimes it really was just to go out and have a good time. But then when I go out and have a good time, I start eating like crap at two in the morning and then I'd ruin my whole workout routine for that week. And then the next day I felt like crap and I wasn't making it to my workout. So it had a domino effect for me. So I started trying to really get to the root of what is the common factor here? And it really was alcohol. Plus I just started reading more of like the depressant it is and the effects I was noticing on it having on my mood the next day. And again, because I made that declaration to God saying, I'm here about my stuff, I'm gonna take a serious action to not tell you, but show you that I'm about it. What is something that you need to do? Something you need to change? Something you need to remove? Insert anything there that you need to do that continues to play a pivotal factor in you staying small and you staying stuck and you not progressing the way that you want to. Listen, we all fight our own demons. We all have our own issues. We all have our own hurts. We all have our own coping and numbing mechanisms. Staying in that place is the easy choice because it's what's familiar. It's what's comfortable. But I always have to remind myself that there is no growth in comfort. And for 2022, I'm coming for all the growth. I'm coming for everything on the table that God has for me. I don't wanna leave a damn crumb. I feel like I'm in beast mode. That's the energy I'm operating out of. I think when I first started really making this internal transformation, I got really upset for a little while. Like all the things that I believed about myself all of these years, all the ways I had played small, all the ways I had held back, all the things I could have been doing or where I could have been. And I really, really just had to have grace with myself. I share this because shame should not be a part of your journey at all. Shame is a tool from the enemy that he uses to keep us stuck because you thinking about how it could have been different or you thinking about what you could have done differently, that's not progressing you. Take it, use it as motivation, forgive yourself, have grace with yourself because where you are right now is exactly where you need to be. The experiences that you went through are exactly what you needed to go through to get here right now. The most important part is that you are in this place right now, that you have made this decision right now. I remember I had made a video on my TikTok about settling, how we should never settle for a lesser life. And this woman had commented, she said, I wish I knew that when I was younger, I'm too old for that kind of thought now, or something along those lines of her being too old and now she just has to basically accept the cards she was dealt. Y'all already know I made a video responding to that. You are never too old. It is never too late because if you're not dead, God's not done. That's another thing that you have convinced yourself of in order to keep playing small. God does not care about your age. He does not care about your gender. He does not care about your ones. He cares about what he has called you to do. And that has no age limit or time limit. I know I've said this before, but you playing small does not only not serve you, but it is not serving others. Let me ask you this. If you were to stop playing small right now, how could others benefit from it? What gift have you been holding inside? What passions have you not been sharing? that could possibly change lives, that could empower others, that could uplift others, encourage others? What story do you have inside you that you haven't let out that others could use? 
What storm have you survived that you can now help others be a steward of because you know what it's like to walk down that road? What are you not only holding yourself back from, but what are you holding back from others? Because remember, the gifts that God has given us are not just for us. He planted those in us with the intention of us pouring those out. What are you not pouring out? However little you think it is, however small you think it is, somebody needs it. I had a pastor at my old church, his name was Jeremy Kays, and he wrote a book. And at the time I had a blog and he had asked if he could use one of the excerpts from my blog about knowing your worth. Honestly, it's been years since I read it, so I'm trying to think about it, but it really, the point of it was when we wallow in self-pity, when we wallow in, I'm not good enough, no, God didn't really choose me. No, God didn't call me with anything like that. No, I would never get that promotion. No, that's for other people. People like me don't do that kind of stuff. When we continue to really wallow in self-pity and self-loathing, it's actually quite selfish. And I remember when I read this in his book, I'm like, what? How's this selfish? Like, I feel bad for these people. Like, they don't know their worth, but really, it is. Because you are really just ruminating about yourself right? You're not thinking about anybody else. You are stuck in thoughts about yourself. And unfortunately, they're negative thoughts about yourself. So you're in this vicious cycle of negative self-talk that is not serving you or anybody else. Because if you cannot get out of thoughts about yourself, you cannot be of service to anybody else. So yes, that can be very selfish. And at the end of the day, listen, we're all selfish. That is something I battle. I know I'm a very giving person. I have a heart to serve. However, I also know I can be a very self-centered person. Like these are one of the areas in my life that me and God work on a lot. And so it is a reminder to myself when I used to start going down my own rabbit hole of no, I couldn't do that. No, I'm not even gonna try. Like it's not even worth it. Like. That is selfish because somebody needed my words, somebody needed my gifts, and because I continue to play small and stay stuck in the area I was, I refuse to step out and possibly change someone's life. And really, we can't change anyone else's life until we change our own. So it starts with us. That's why doing the work and healing is so much bigger than us. I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more, when we free ourselves, we free everyone around us. When we heal ourselves, we heal everyone around us. I would not be able to record this episode and hopefully I'm inspiring one person at least, but even if it's just that one person, I wouldn't even be able to give them these words because I would be thinking, who's really gonna listen? Who needs my thoughts? Who needs my words? There's a whole bunch of empowerment stuff out there. Someone's already said it. Someone's already written it. Yes, I'm sure someone has, but they are still not me. And again, that is not into boast and how amazing it is. It is to boast about the God that lives within me, that works and uses me as a vessel. And that is something I pray for daily, that he uses me and allows me to be a vessel for him. There's a quote I love. It says, I didn't know how sick I was until I got well. Think about that. I'm gonna say that again. I did not know how sick I was until I got well. How many of us are in that place? How many of us are sick but don't even realize it? How many of us are continuing to play small and not even realizing it? How many of us have just settled and accepted the life that we're living and are no longer challenging it? Think about when you were little, the dreams you had. What did you wanna be? What did you wanna do? What kind of home did you picture when you were little? How did you imagine life as an adult? 
When I started thinking about that inner child, that little Catherine, the really big dreams she had for herself, I wanted to be a pop star and an actress. Um, that's not the gift God has given me. <laughs> but you know what? He used my voice in another way. So there's that. But I envisioned this grand life for myself, this huge home. And I'm not even saying you need a huge home to make you happy, but the whole point is we dare to dream as big as possible for ourselves when we are younger. And as life goes on, as the world beats us down, because it really does, people hurt us, people speak things over us, we believe it, we convince ourselves of it, we internalize it, and now that's the identity we walk in. But let me tell you this, that was never supposed to be a part of our identity. I had made a video about a mentor that I have, Kim Rodriguez, and years ago, we spoke, and I was telling her, listen, love Jesus, right? Love him, we cool. I just don't wanna like change completely though. Like I wanna enjoy my bottomless mimosas and my happy hours, like I don't want him to come in and like change everything that I enjoy. So she goes, Catherine, God doesn't wanna change you. He wants to restore you. She goes, when you're born, imagine and picture a vase. And as you start growing up, this vase gets chipped, it gets cracked, the paint color starts washing out. All he wants to do is come in and restore that vase to its original creation. I say that to say this, our identity doesn't need to be changed, it needs to be restored. You see, I think I'm changing and becoming this new person, but really, I'm just going back to my original design. This is who God had created me to be, and in God, I constantly get to become a new creation. I always tell people, if you knew me three months ago, you don't know me now. If we dated one year ago, that was, I don't know who that Catherine was. Listen, our identity is where everything operates from. It's where our beliefs are created, our thoughts are created. So if our identity is not rooted in Christ, and if you wanna insert universe, rainbows, butterflies, insert whatever you need to insert for you to get this point. If our identity is not rooted in a place of power, of confidence, of boldness, of strength, this is what is feeding everything that operates out of it. Which goes back to my last episode of what are you feeding yourself? I know I shared how I'm getting ready to officially launch my life coaching business. It'll probably be out there by the time I release this episode. But something I realize in this process is I don't openly share the dreams that I have or goals that I'm working on so that if I give up, I don't have anybody ask me like, hey, did you ever start that coaching business? Or hey, did you ever launch you know, XYZ? It allows me to stay playing small. Now don't get me wrong, I do believe in making moves in silence. I don't think everything you're working on or everything you're doing needs to be announced. And so there, there are a lot of things I hold very close to me when I am working on them. But that was a very big thing I had to admit to myself. I have a dream of writing a book. Me just sharing that right now is a very, very big deal for me because again, I don't really share the dreams and desires in my heart because then if I don't ever go down that road or I don't actually push myself to do it, no one is going to ask me about it. No one's gonna know that I quote unquote failed, right? That I just gave that dream up because it was too hard or it seemed like too much and so I just exited it entirely. You know, I see celebrities or even people I know tweet things like, five years from now, everyone's gonna know my name. 
two years from now, I'm gonna have album of the year. You know, they put these grand statements out there. You know what? When they do reach that milestone, they pull that tweet back up and post it as a reminder to show everyone, look, I said I was gonna do it and I did it. And I never ever do anything like that. Because again, that is a part of me playing small. Us playing small is gonna look so different to each of us. So I ask you, how are you playing small? It doesn't need to be because you're not tweeting your master plan. We all play small in different ways. Maybe it's you not actually going for the promotion at work. Maybe it's you actually not putting yourself out for a community group to be a leader in it or something like, how are you continuing to play small? Do you have vision? Having vision is such a key factor of seeing and creating a bigger life for yourself. Do you allow yourself to truly envision a different life for yourself. And it doesn't even need to be different. Do you allow yourself to envision more for yourself? Now you can be content with exactly where you're at, but you can also want more for yourself because God has also called you for more. And that's a steady balance that I've had to learn myself. I have so much joy with where I'm currently at, but I know I'm not staying here long. So it's the contentment that thank you God that I'm here, but thank you for where you're about to take me. Cause we go in places. I'm gonna tell you that we are going places. Visualization practices have become a key part of my daily routine. And sometimes God will even come in and give me one, which is really amazing because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. <laughs> but I remember I talked to my mom one day and I had such a strong vision and I was emotional. And again, I can't even believe I'm sharing this because it's really putting one of my dreams out there for anyone who's listening to know, but I had this very clear vision of me at a book signing for my book. And I was taking pictures with these little girls and they were looking up to me and I was crying during this vision because it felt so real. And I was so honored that God would allow me to be in that position, that he would use me that way. I was so grateful. It was all the emotions. But that's what makes a vision so powerful is that you allow yourself to feel the emotions attached to it. That's what makes it real. Are you allowing yourself to have vision for yourself? Because you can't be what you can't see. And if you can't see it yet, picture it in your mind, create it in your mind, have gratitude for it in your mind. And I think this is important to mention that every time I do one of my visualization practices, I end it with, thy will God and thy timing. Because at the end of the day, yes, this may be the vision I have right now for myself. However, I live my life, it's God's plans, then my plans. I want him to do whatever he ultimately feels is best for me, what he knows is best for me. It's this one person who this message has connected with and you are feeling on fire, like you wanna take over the world, amazing. But how are you going to sustain that? because it is very easy to get super motivated and encouraged, but the challenge is remaining committed and consistent. And for me personally, these have been the biggest challenges because I get on fire about something, I'm in it. That's why I told you I'm shocked that I'm still working out. I usually have a good, you know, 21 days with that. And then I'm like, oh, all right. We had our time. But the fact that I have remained consistent with that has shocked me and encouraged me again to challenge even more things about myself. And by staying consistent and committed in that area, it has poured over into other areas of my life. That's the beautiful part of it. Let me ask you, how are you going to stay 
consistent and committed, when you're not as on fire, when you're not feeling beast mode, do you have an accountability partner? Do you have a life coach that can help keep you on track? Do you have people at church that can keep you in prayer and keep you in community and keep you accountable? We cannot do this alone. We were not designed to. I will say I don't have a huge community, but the key people that I do have, let me tell you, my mother is more than enough. My mother is my community. She is my safe haven. She is my dream keeper, my secret holder, my accountability partner. Like she is all the things. And I've, I've said this when conversations with my brother and I, that I feel like I have this ace in my back pocket, right? I feel so blessed to have her prayers over me, to have her encouragement, to have her hold me accountable even when it hurts, even when I don't wanna hear it. And if you're listening right now and you're like, great, Catherine, but I don't have a mom or I don't have a mom like that. First of all, I'm sorry. I can imagine it maybe brings up a lot of feelings or emotions to hear someone describe maybe what you've always desired. So let's definitely acknowledge that first. I don't know who's listening. I don't know what life path you're on. I don't know what story God has for you. But I do know this. Everything that we do or don't have in this life, God is going to use for his good. Everything that we have been given, everything that has been taken from us, whether you're on the top of the mountain or the lowest of the valleys, I promise you, God will use it all for his glory if we allow him to. But we also have a say in our story. We have a say if we choose to stay here and focus on what we do not have or focus on everything God has given us. We have such a good God, such a good God who wants good things for us. He is a God of abundance. Therefore, we have abundance of love, of resources, of dreams, of beliefs, of everything. And when we are operating out of abundance, we are operating out of our best self. You have gifts and dreams in you that you have not spoken out loud to anybody. And listen, if you're in a place where you're maybe scared, where you're not ready to say it out loud, put it in a journal, write it down, read it every day. And not only read it every day to yourself, speak it every day to yourself. So if there is any direction I can help point you in, any support or resources I can provide, please send me a message and I would be honored to help you in any way that I possibly can. Because again, you playing small is not only doing you a disservice, but it is doing a disservice to others that need your gift, need your calling, need your story. So wherever you find yourself today, I believe so deeply in you and I am sending you so much freaking love. You've got this because God has got you. Once again, thank you so much for sharing this space with me. Please don't forget to click subscribe. And if you enjoy what's being created here, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review. But most of all, please stay connected. I absolutely want to hear from you. You could find me on Instagram at Connected with Catherine. Until next time, stay rooted.